This episode is brought to you by Quip, Zola, and Literati Books, and we are happy to have them on board. Yes, we are. I love it when you add words. I know. I added words to, the, to this thing. <laughs> she just added Hi, everybody. Words. Hi. Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. I'm Robin. I'm Jamie. We're your hosts. <sighs> Guess what, guys? We've got a new schedule. We do. It's, it's going to kill us slowly, but we got it. We, but got I, it. we think it's exciting. Yeah. So we, as you all know, we've been doing seasons, like a fall season and a spring season, but we are transferring to what, what they call in the biz, Jamie, as <laughs> always Which on. Which obviously, I don't know what they say. <laughs> it's called are, always on. We are always on, you guys. Yeah. So that's going to kill that, us. So that we we're going to be doing 45 episodes a year. That's a lot. It's like an additional 15 episodes. So right. it means we'll be dark basically around the holidays. Like So Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that's up. next week. We will be dark. And that's really why we're telling you. And then a co- like two or three weeks around the holidays in December and then sometime in the summer. Yeah. Like for I mean, the most but, part. Yeah. We're not, we're not leaving you. We're not leaving. We're staying. You, we are never getting rid of us. You did not ask us to do this <laughs> yet. We are providing it. I mean, listen, truth be told, there are really so many stories to be told. And we've so heard many. from a lot of people who want to share their stories. And we're just passionate um, about sharing them because we just, you know, you know, our mission, normalize, highlight, celebrate our up. families, lifting us up. We're lifting us up. We're lifting us up one family at a time. <laughs> that was my Catherine Hepburn. The fuck that was, was that? so bad. No, it would be lifting <laughs> Oh, Henry, old Pope. Oh, that's good. That was good. I can't do impressions. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself. I thought we were going to go fishing. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Um, so we, we anyway, do, we do want to say this week in Patreon, we want to thank our three new Patreon members. Yay, Patreon members. Emily Maurer. Maurer? You tell us how to Emily, say it. Emily, tell us. Mar- Send us Mar- a Mar- voice memo, and we're just going to put it in the middle of an episode her going, Emily Moore. <laughs> That's probably just how you say it right now. I there. know. I, why was that I was thinking? Good. Rachel Widerspiel and Lisa Jocks. I, these this happens to be my cousin. such hard last names. Well, I know how to say that. She's my cousin. Because I wouldn't have said it that way. Thanks for supporting. Um, yeah, thank but you. Thank anyway. all three of you, especially my cousin. Um, for so, I mean, I mean, on. all of them. I mean, all, all of them, them really. Too. I'm sorry, Emily and Rachel. <laughs> for for those of you, come join us at our Patreon community. We've got all kinds of extra bonus content, like parenting tips, fertility talk, and what do we like to say, Jan- Jamie? The general, general idiocy. idiocy, which is basically pretty. I it's can't us. even think of the word. That's us. Yeah. yeah. So head on over to patreoncom ovaries talk. All right. So I think we should <sighs> we should get to our guests for today. Oh my god, we have two very special guests. You know them. You love them. They are authors of a book coming out in May, May of 2020, and it's about non-traditional families. Can you believe that? Yeah. And you know what? They're also two really funny ladies and pretty idiotic. Yeah, and pretty. Yes, that yeah. too. I mean, you know, hopefully Mary's not jealous, but um, <laughs> let's get Jamie and Robin in here. <laughs> Jamie and Robin, come on in. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that was the We're dumbest such intro. Yeah, it's us, guys. <laughs> it's us. Because we had, you know, we had something we wanted to talk about. Uh, so we, we thought did. we would do an episode of, of us talking in your ears as we do. <laughs> so the title anyway. of this episode is yeah. called... Mm-hmm. Disconnected. And it's another phases of parenting episode. Right. And here's the thing. When I came in this afternoon and Robin was like, We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna record that episode we talk about. We talked about, you know, the one you said would be a good idea to do something like this. And I was like, and she I'm, didn't she didn't remember. I'm not sure what you're talking about, Robin. She and, wasn't and, sure. <laughs> but I really did have the idea like a week ago, right? Like it wasn't. She that did, long. she did. <laughs> right, well, let's we, we need to give some folks the context about where this episode came out of. And oddly enough, it didn't come out of our personal relationships. It came out of Jamie and I's relationship. Right. So before we go there, Robin, I want to say this is what makes us work so well is that I forgot all about this idea. (laughs) I forgot all about it. And I came in and Robin had it all written out in bullet points about what the episode is, what we had talked about, we were going to talk about. And then I was reminded and now I'm back on track. But that's what makes us work. But <laughs> in some ways, it can be also very challenging. So go on with what you were saying there, Robin. Yeah. So I guess if you're drawing a parallel right. when you have a baby as a couple or s- several babies or a second kid or a third, there's a stress that's put on the relationship. And in our working relationship, the baby is the podcast, right? So it baby is, is growing fast. Yeah, it's growing faster than 
we can manage in some ways. It's, um, it, I mean, all of them positive it's all great. things. Yeah. 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 But there's so much, like, I don't think people actually understand. And I don't mean this in like a woe no, is me no, thing, no, but no, no. just like how much work goes into, to the podcast and, and trying to get it out there and, and trying to make it successful. Right. And you know, there's stress that comes and we hit a breaking point, mm-hmm. right. Where we were both, I don't know. Burnt out and frustrated with the amount of work and with each other. Working styles. Mm-hmm. With our working styles where, you know, we're very opposite. And so, yeah. and in many ways, like I said, that works. But sometimes when you're opposite and, you, and, and a lot of parents go through this too, the one thing that you really fell in love with about the person turns out to be the thing that bothers you the most 10, 15 years down the line, which is so yeah. ridiculous, but it happens. So we thought it would be a good idea to open up this episode talking about from a really real raw place where we just were. Because mm-hmm. we did spend three hours ugh, with wine. Crying. And booze. Crying, sometimes yelling, sometimes <laughs> this. <laughs> and then sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, I'm, I was talking, I was talking, I was talking. Let me finish. If you just let me finish my thought. I mean, it was very, very reminiscent of some of the arguments I've had with my wife at home. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, parallels to my relationship at home. Yes, you completely. Know. And what we didn't realize when we went into this whole podcast. I mean, we, we should clarify, we barely knew one another. Right. I mean, we knew each other to say, like to have a cocktail, to have drinks, to chat at a picnic once a year. Yeah, we made each other laugh. Yeah, yeah. We knew we were She's both funny. actors. She seems nice. I like yeah, her. She's with the kids. She yeah. drinks margaritas too. Yeah, That's great. good. Yeah, but um, we didn't know each other that well. And, and this so- thing just blew up really fast yeah yeah and just went and had a life of its own and you which know, is great we're not no we're thankful yeah, yeah, we're very thankful, thankful. and we've worked through this which yes. is also good but like pressures bring up triggers bring up and then there's baggage and things that like oh you always do this you always do that and you know I thought it was a really great idea and this is one of the reasons I think that was what makes Jamie and I a great partnership is that she said we should do this as a podcast like literally i mean we are still right like still the, drinking the wine we've just got to a point where we're no eyes. longer screaming at each other we're both like <laughs> and 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 she was like we just and i was like yes and then that night in the middle of the night i was like it's called disconnected i was like it's a phases of parenting episode and i called her and it's like and that's what we do like one person makes an idea and the other person makes it better and that happens all the time so in the creative world really great team but we yeah. got into this not realizing that we were really, in essence, just going into a relationship with mm-hmm. each other and not really prepared for that. And th- she's not the person I chose to spend the rest of my life with. I mean, I Whoa. love you, Robin, but Whoa. like we are going to, you know, like. <laughs> At least a while. <laughs> Robin. Yeah. This just in. Mm-hmm. Quip. Makers of the Equip Electric Toothbrush want you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It is simply this. That if you have good habits, you are good. That's so true. This is what I've been trying to beat into my daughter's <laughs> head lately. We've been playing this fun game where I tell her to brush her teeth and she mm-hmm. tells me she did. But guess what? She didn't. Oh, my God. I know this game well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, And Rose is young. You're just like at the beginning of this. I mean, it's like a never-ending struggle. My kids literally, I will say, did you brush your teeth? And they're like, totally. <laughs> and then I'm like, did you really? And they're like, no. Yeah, at least they admit it. Yeah. But the truth is that having good dental care means brushing for two minutes twice a day, right? And flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. And Quip makes it simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. I love it. I am totally a fan of Quip now that I started using one, Mm -hmm. specifically because Quip's electric toothbrush brush has Mm -hmm. these sonic sensitive vibrations with this built-in timer and 30 second pulses it's all about the timer right to a full and even clean right like especially for the kids they know they know how long they should be brushing for yes that's important 30 seconds top side 30 seconds okay we don't need that level of detail (laughs) anyway and the quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough i am always using too much you my kids are like zing and then like we're out of (laughs) floss yeah well, I listen, I you know why I love Quip. Delivers fresh brush head, floss, toothpaste refills to my door every three months with free shipping. I know. Routine's there. It's right. I don't have to shop. We you know this to about shop. me. We all know. We know this. And they have a new kids brush, which is the same as their original version. It's just tweaked 
shaped and sized down for little mouths. Tiny mouths. The little mouths. Love it. You know, Rose is so excited to use a toothbrush like mine, and she loves it. It's all high tech um, and vibrates. My and, kids you know. brush so much more now because they're yeah, using it's like it's using sure. a toy to brush yeah. your teeth. So it's fun. Yep. Um, but listen, everybody should join over mm-hmm. three million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at twenty five dollars. Twenty five bucks. And listen, and if you go to getquip.com slash OCT right now, you're going to get your first refill free. That's, That's huge. a deal. Yeah. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash OCT. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash OCT. Get the good habits Quip. company, Quip. The good habits company. Something is wrong with you today. I know. <laughs> So just like any relationship, we worked through it. We sat in a room, we talked, and we 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 recommitted to one another. And we were like, mm-hmm. okay, we have this idea. Let's make this podcast because it is so similar to having kids and having a partnership. And I this happened a couple weeks ago, and I have been thinking about it since, like, about the parallels. You know, you mentioned about the thing that you love about the person is the thing that drives you crazy. We Mary and I saw a couple's therapist at one point, and she said that, the people you love push you to your growth edge. Right. And she said, and you either will become better people or you will break up. Right. And I just couldn't stop thinking about that in relationship to parenting and to what it's like. And I think both of us have had this experience where, like, for me, it happened when we had a second kid. And I I want to be really clear because at some point my, my second is going to be listening to uh, this stuff. That this is not about him. This is not about our relationship being more challenging than our first kid at that time. It's about the fact that there was a two-ness that was going on, that any little change, like sleep habits or harder things, like we crashed. Like, you know, Mary and I were, I wouldn't say barely talking, but like, when could we talk? You know, like trying to put him to bed might be a an hour and a half long thing with screaming and maybe punching doors. And, and then at the end, I remember just sitting on the couch with her crying And being exhausted and Mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe the one night you tried to have a date night and go out would be the night that the sleep habit would change and he'd get up at four. Yep. And that's that's nothing to do with him being a hard kid. That's just babies. And then you were just like, well, fuck it. We're not going on a date. Like, it's just too hard. So I don't know. Am I making sense? Like Totally. And then then, then you kind of start disconnecting from each other because there's no time. I'm I'm in this right now because my kids are little. Mm -hmm. I mean, we went through that with our first with bedtime. She was really hard at bedtime. So we started that out even with the first. We were already in a tough place of mm-hmm. having no time to actually just connect with each other when we only had one. And then Can we got- I ask you about that? Mm-hmm. Did you recognize at that point that you guys were not in the same place, but but what superseded it was there your need or want to have a second kid? Like, did you ever consider like, we should probably try to like get this together or was all the pressure of you guys trying to have a second kid that took so long, did that make it even worse? Like what, how did that play out for you? That's a loaded question. This is what Robin does. Here, here, back to us. This is what Robin does. Like, she'll send an email with, like, a million things in it. <laughs> and I can't even remember the first thing she asked me. So then I have to, like, go through and bull- It's a whole thing. Well, go with your gut. So, yeah, no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just, that was just me. She's not kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding about the emails. I mean, there's, and she'll even say, I know, this is a really loaded email. Just bear with well, me. Well, by the way, I do want to just say this. Like, I send it an email because I know it's worse when I do it in person. Like, my brain just moves it at a space fast. that's like, like her, her brain is on. It's not better. It's just like I, I have a million fast. things happening it's very at once. Fast. That's so, why she can't have caffeine. It's for the best. I don't have any. Please don't interrupt. Well, I'm having a little right now. So God forbid for the end God. of this episode. Go okay, ahead. so it's really hard to answer that. Actually, like I don't know if we realized we were just we were just tired and upset that things were as hard as they were. I don't know. If we really, I don't think we actually, I don't think we were ever in trouble. We were just exhausted. No, that's not true. We fought a lot too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can not fight when you're exhausted. On those rough nights when it takes sometimes two and a half hours, yes, you fight. That happened a lot. Well, it but takes, you have to be your best person for the kid. Right. So then maybe sometimes you just know that person's not leaving you. So fuck it. Or we ended up just, you just end up snapping at the other parent all the time. You just snap. You just snap. And and that's what happens. And we're still kind of sometimes there. Although bedtime, it's not at bedtime when it happens anymore. But like, I think the answer to your question is we were hell bent on having two kids no matter what. So no. So you weren't, you didn't take time to be like, let me see. 
you were just like, no, we're having two kids. No, I mean, we were trying to work it out while we still went forward with having two kids, but it wasn't going to stop us. And it wasn't going to slow us down. If we weren't there yet, we weren't there yet. But we got there. Yeah. You know, we got to a place. That's what happens is you you disconnect and then you reconnect somehow. And then you disconnect and you reconnect. And the hope is that you never get to a place where you disconnect and you and you stay you can't disconnected. And I'm realizing now that I have two, and this goes to your point, it's harder mm-hmm. to find time to connect. Because now it's not just bedtimes. Now it's juggling schedules mm-hmm. and taking care of the pickup and the drop-off and all the extra things. We were just talking about this. And the parent-teacher conference. And, yep. and, you know, it's it's after-school programs. Yeah. So we got to go walk, you know. and so Our parents didn't come to any of this shit. Like <laughs> It's like if my parents came, like there was maybe one parent-teacher conference a year. And if they came to a game, like they'd be like, I'm trying. Like it's just like that was it. And it's like, don't you feel like you got to be at that school every five seconds? Um, Yeah. My mom came to nice, like all my shows. Nice, but it's too much. Oh, your mom. She could just parent the world. And she made my dad too. She came to like every performance too but anyway so what's happening now for us it all comes down to scheduling and time and who has more time and whose time is taken up more with whatever task that needs to be done for the kids and we're getting disconnected in that way can i all right i want to i don't i'm not challenging you i'm challenging a notion is is that a surface level issue and then what's underneath it is the disconnection is that don't have time together because it, it like, I think we do a really good job, Mary and I of like, not just talking about, we call it the Hoptel because her last name is Latell. I'm Hopkins. So it's the Hoptel corporation, but we do a good job of when we're together, not just talking about the kids and, and all of that stuff. And we do once a year, we go away together, but it's like, I feel this pressure of trying to connect in three hours. Like uh-huh. you know, there's the babysitters on the clock, go connect. And it's like, I think that the biggest problem is lack of time. Like when it was just me and Mary, I could luxuriate in her problems. And I like, like the, her not being a great communicator, I didn't care because I would be like, let's talk about that. And, but now I'm just like, there's now no I time. Have, yeah, now there's, I have all this baggage and not only is there not time, I feel like any flaw that she has, you're breaking my kids, which by the way, P.S., I'm breaking the kids too. I'm, I'm not saying that, but these are just like gut instincts or like knee jerk reactions. And then on top of that, I can't even imagine what it would feel like to be with someone who gave you all this space and then took it away. Like I had all the time in the world to listen, to try to help her, to try to coach or whatever, like, or, or just be there for her. And now I don't. But it's the same it goes both ways. Yes, yes. I'm just, I'm calling myself out with that. Uh-huh. I'm saying I, I am responsible for yeah. that. And and to me, the opposite side of that is like Mary looked at me like all adoringly and now I'm like, you don't even like me anymore sometimes. Right. You know, it's like, and she does. But it's just like there's that that newness that is in the beginning of something, you know, that's just like, like if you make the parallel to the podcast in the beginning, it was just like, we got our podcast. A hundred people listened. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, and and now it's just like, no, the next thing, cross promotional opportunities. We there's a this. list. Yeah, there's, yeah. we got to this. We, we can't do that, that right now. We can't talk about that right now. Let's do this. Like, and it's just so much business. There's, no time. there's so much it's, business that, how are you connecting? And that's what happens in parenting. There is so much business to take care of. Like, she'll come home from a long day of work and she's got things to tell me about work. And literally when she's like, sometimes when she, sorry, Ann, but sometimes when she's telling me something that happened at work and I'm like texting a sitter to make sure they're available for the Tuesday and You're both uh, talking next about work. Wednesday and you know, and I'm like taking care of, I'm like, why are you telling? I, 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 I don't have space in my head right now for your, I don't care about Lily who sits behind <laughs> you in the office. Like I don't give two right. fucks about that, but I used to. Right. No. And that's the thing. There's no, there's just, you want to have the time to go into this stuff and, and connect on that level, but there's really no time. No time. And I, I don't think that you can, I don't, I know I'm, I'm literally, I'm thinking about this as I say it. So I don't, I don't want to be all a hundred percent on it, but I have this feeling like you can't micro connect. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be like, okay, we have a sitter, we have three hours, let's connect. And then you can't go back to just business as usual and expect connection to remain throughout the week. Mm-hmm. but like Mary and I, whenever we, like I started to say, we, once a year, we don't have family that can take our kids. We, we just don't. So we're it. So mm-hmm. if we want someone to take care of our kids, we're paying for it. Yes. Yeah, and that's expensive. It's like mm-hmm. at $20 an hour in New York to take care of the two kids, then you're at a hundred bucks for, you know, a five hour thing. Mm-hmm. And then you got to pay for the thing. Mm-hmm. But we do try once a year 
we go away for a weekend, we hire a sitter, we have some like trusted people that we've, we've picked up and we save the money. It's very expensive. We pay, so it's like, we're lucky we're able to do that, pay for it. We go away for a weekend. And every time we're always like, oh, this is great. We get away. Like, and I'm always thrilled that we find each other there. Because it takes you, literally, it takes you at least 12 to 24 hours just to hash out all the Decompress. business. Yeah. And like, because literally you go out for those dinners or whatever it is. Like we used to have Thursday nights because we had our therapy night. Mm-hmm. So we had a sitter every Thursday and we would go to dinner after therapy and that was our night. Mm-hmm. But we would just talk business like okay so we didn't get to talk about rose has this at school and how are we going to handle that and so it would be like we try not to do that but like that's like because i don't have a i'm one of those migratory people in my job so migratory is that a word i think it is it's a good one right so i'm always on the move and so emailing about these things or texting about these things in the middle of the day is sometimes hard so a lot of times we have to wait till the end of the day when we're face to face and we can really hash things out yep so on thursdays it would just be the day where we would really just be able to be like all right well this is here and and then once we got through that we could discuss other things but you don't always get through it or you know and 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 scheduling is always difficult especially for us so by the way speaking of the parallels like we've gotten so busy and have taken on all these other in their podcast and all these other like communities and social media that like like when jamie arrives i'm literally already have some kind of a to-do list up on the screen and there is no time to be like what'd you do this week like it's no well we used to in the very beginning we get together and we'd like be like I guess what Rose just did. And we talked for like an hour before we started. We don't have time for that now. No, because there's like so many businesses that are being run. I mean, the book took a lot. I think that really. Still taking a lot, Robin. I don't know why you're acting like it's done. (laughs) It's basically done. But that definitely sent us over the edge. And by the way, that's the parallel to the second kid that sent us over the edge. Right. Me and Mary. And, you know. Now we're we're ended up. We're like, this podcast is birthing like 10 kids. 17 kids. But I, okay, so I have this theory and nobody has disputed it yet. So I challenge anyone to dispute it. I don't know. That sounded way more aggressive than I meant it to be. What I meant was like. A lot of times it does, Robin. It says, well, there we go. And that's it. There it is. There it is. is. (laughs) She's not kidding. There it is. There it is. There it is. Um, But so, no, what I meant by that was like, I really mean like anybody who's an expert, like, tell me if I'm right or wrong, because it's my theory. Because I like this theory and it makes me feel nice. So I want it to be true. So here's my theory. Okay. It's almost a visual, but my hands are together and it's like, they're going forward and then you have a kid. And then all of a sudden your hands start to go out a little bit and you're like, Oh, so you're, you're running like concurrent paths. You're, you're, yeah, when you're the going, kids are bouncing around between your yes, hands. Yes, exactly. And, and they're, it's moving forward and you're moving forward at the same pace, but you're now not, you're not next not to connected. each other. Something is between not it. Touching. Right. Yes. And then there's a point where your kids get older. So my kids were in different phases. My kids are older. And now it's not such a big deal if I leave for a weekend or six days. You know, I, I'm not leaving Mary with this horrible situation. She can, for the most part, she they can do their own thing. You know, thing they do their things and someone goes in and does their homework and you just have to kind of manage they them. They read in bed. They like, read, Henry was reading in bed last night when I came home. What is that about? Um, he followed on then they have their little checklist for the mornings. So it's not this horrible, awful thing, right? But- you're far apart, right? And my theory is that there's this age, and I assume it's around where my kids are. Like, and I, a lot of people get divorced at this age, like when the kids are seven, eight, nine, ten, because you either continue going outward where there's more space between you, or you work and you come back together. And it, it, I think there is this, it's now or never thing, where if too much time passes, it's hard to come back. Well, now that's not the part that makes me feel good because that would be dark. The part that makes me feel good is that you can come back if you're aware of it and you work on it and then you spend more time together and and try to appreciate each other throughout the days. Well, that's the whole, that's that whole like empty nest thing. You know, these parents have been moving moving in and apart. That's the second phase of when people get divorced. Right. Exactly. So they're like, I have nothing to say to you. And then they realize now the stuff is gone in between the hands and they have no way of bridging the gap. It's too late. You've already, because you've already been running these parallel lives where you're doing different things. And like it, like one of the things is, is like, like I used to bring Mary to absolutely everything. Like right now, like when I was doing plays and I was, I used to produce my own plays and I wrote my own show. Mary would be, Mary was my stage hand. Like Mary like did my artwork. She, she still does all our artwork and stuff, but you know, she, no, but we we were, it was like we were working together and, and now she would still be here. She can't be because 
someone has to be with the kids. Right. It's too expensive for her mm-hmm. to be here. Yeah, we can't do anything together right. anymore. So, but now the divide and conquer. I have built this thing that's on the side and happening somewhat without her. And she has built these friends that she has things that never would have happened before kids. Right. And so how do you come back and make sure you're being inclusive of each other. Right. And that's why I think there's two phases where this is either you divorce. That's why seven or eight or nine to me is that phase because that's when they start to become independent and you can start to come back. Robin, guess what? What? My coworker is getting married and she's using this website to register called Zola. Which I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit perturbed, peeved, maybe peeved is the right word, because we didn't have this kind of stuff when we were getting married, especially for the gays. Like there was no wedding website for the gays. We were just like happy someone would marry us. We were rogue. But look, now they've got, but now we got places like Zola Wiki. I know, it's true. (laughs) Thanks, Mary. Um, And now we've got, you know, we've got places like Zola. And after you told me about them, I looked them up. They have a million couples who've used Zola. It's crazy. And it takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, the easiest wedding registry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start with a free wedding website mm-hmm. and it's so easy and it takes just a, just minutes to set up and customize. You build it, right? And Zola is the most helpful wedding registry ever. And they make the process fun and easy. Which is nice. Yeah, it's supposed to be fun. It's your wedding. It yeah. never is fun though. No, no. Um, but they're the only place where you can register for honeymoon funds and gift cards along with physical gifts. So you can get you can put yeah. them all together. And I noticed that their it's prices amazing. are really friendly too. I mm-hmm. mean, like, look, wedding paper shouldn't blow your budget. Shouldn't. Especially it's paper. Especially when you've got to like <laughs> save up for your LGBTQ family, True which that. we all know that it's expensive. Through that. And so it's easy to build your whole suite at Sola from say the dates. And invites to day of paper and thank you cards. And they carry all your favorite brands from Cuisinart to Brooklinen and Airbnb. Love me some Airbnb. Right? And yeah. everybody loves their free shipping and smart returns, price matching, group gifting. So amazing. It's really great. I love this. Yeah. I want to get married again. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you no, guys thanks. should build your free wedding website on Zola and get $50 toward your registry. I mean, that's like a whole toaster oven. Yes, There's your gay toaster that's oven. your ding, ding, you're gay. Here's your toaster <laughs> oven. So go to Zola.com slash OCT and get started today. Build your free wedding website on Zola and get 50 bucks toward your registry. You go to Zola.com slash OCT and get started today. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash OCT. Go get that toaster. <laughs> So, but then I want to challenge your theory here. I, I, I see your theory. I agree with your theory. Um, I, we were, I was just reading through our book, our manuscript, you know, mm-hmm. doing our edits and reading all the, the couples who had been divorced and, you know, all the different mm-hmm. families we have. Thinking about, God, divorce. Do I have to worry about divorce? And, and, and do I have to worry about- By the way, yes. Friends? I think everyone no, needs to see, worry about but it. But here's, my, here's what I was thinking. So, or do I have to worry about- Friends of my kids that are maybe going to get divorced in the future, too. Like, everybody is married at this point. Yeah. In my head, it's not an option. So I don't, and, and you know, I might, you could look back in 10 years and see, say, Jamie, see, it was a fucking option because then it happened. But in my head, and I... And well, I you're feel talking like about a state of mind of commitment that you you're talking about you're committed to coming back. Yes. But that doesn't mean just because you're committing to it not being an option doesn't mean it couldn't happen. It's true. Or that you would it's be true. happy. I guess nobody comes at this with like divorce as an option. Or do they? Do you? Did you? Is divorce an option for you? No. I am the same way as you that like this is but my do person. Other people come I, at I, this like that? Like divorce way, is always an out? I don't know that we're better for that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not say, saying any No, no, no. I don't mean it like you do. I'm saying like by, oh, by this for being better, this, for worse. Yeah. That might not I be the best. Because like uh, I had this one friend from college whose parents got divorced when she was like 35 and she was like the youngest of the kids and it really threw her for a loop and, and whatever. But the dad, it was like after 9-11 had happened and he was just like, he had this moment where he was just like, I don't want to live my life unhappy. Right. I and get that. so sometimes I'm like, maybe it's not a better option to do that. I don't think either of us are in that place, no. but it's like, I do think you have to have that mindset if you want to come back together. Right. Because to me, well, it's not about staying together. It's about, I want us to happy. be happy. Right. Well, and that's where we, if we take it back to our relationship and the podcast, mm-hmm. We were both kind of in a in a not so great place a couple of weeks ago. Like yeah. we were worried. We didn't. Yeah. We weren't sure we could. And there was a moment where we were like, "Are we together. divorcing?" Yeah, it was kind of like, "Oh my god, are we going to divorce?" Which we would never leave you guys. I don't no, know we're not why we anywhere. would ever think that. But, well, but in, in stressful um, moments, you just start to go, "What am I doing?" 
You right. Know? And by the way, like I think I've never I- gotten there in my in my with my wife, but who knows? That could happen. Yeah. And as we go further. Well, to bring it around to too heavy, Robin. No, well, that's what I was gonna but, No, but it's 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 honest. And I wanna say that it, it, I was thinking the same thing, but not in a different way. I like I think we should bring it back to I think the thing that we're both saying is that if you are committed and you want to be connected versus disconnecting, you can be. And if, but I do think there is an underlying not give up, but then there's like, okay, what are our tools? Like, like how do we come back around? Like obviously couples, you know, couples therapy. Couples therapy is, is like the obvious one to go to. And we even decided you and I, we're going to try to find somebody that we can talk to every once in a while, just when we have our, when we have our differences. And I think that's a healthy Mm -hmm. option and a healthy choice. I didn't have good communication growing up. Like I had a lot of screaming, a lot of slamming of doors and then drunk people. So I, you know, I think <laughs> like you do. Um, but so I think that's important. Like, you know, like the, I'm watching, I'm watching one of my kids right now struggle a little bit with like emotions. And my whole thinking is I want to give tools to, to help so that you can communicate better. And I think that's important. And I think you can come back, but I think you have to find the spark and the joy and the love of the family and love of each other. I also think that somebody told me this, some friends, parents who've been together for like, I don't know, like 50 years. And they were saying that the marriage has to be the foundation for everything. That marriage has to, in a way, and I've, I've thought about this for years because I'm like, God, that's like either revolutionary or scary, but the marriage has to be more important than the kids in some ways because it's the foundation that the whole family's built on. Well, yeah. And, and you, I don't know how you touched on this earlier, like the, the spark, the spark doesn't last forever. The spark is, everybody knows who's been in a long-term relationship. That spark oh, goes away and you spend the rest of that relationship trying to find that spark again. And sometimes you find it. Yeah. Right. But we're always searching for the spark. It's there. If it was there at one time, at least, you know, you can get it back, which is great. I had a friend who described the long-term relationship as, how did she say this? And I think I'm going to fuck it up. Like when you've been together for a long period of time, it's, she kept saying a, a, a bouillabaisse. base. I don't know what that like. Some kind base, of, yes. Like, cook, like it's like a marinade that like everything has been together and it's been soaking and it's and it's been it's been all like drenched and and, and it's intertwined and it's together and it's thicker and it's deeper and it's richer. Um, and it's just better. Like when it's hot and, and fresh and like new, that's all great too. But this is like a deeper, longer thing. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna hold on to that. We're really stewing. We're like a stew. We're like. I mean, I guess really for that analogy, you have to like stew. But I love stew. I love all soup. So th- that works for me. I don't love soup. You don't love soup. I don't like hot food. All like hot, you hot don't beverages. want to come to my dinner because I make soup like it's my job. Me and that instant. I mean, I'll have some soup. BFFs. But my kids won't eat soup. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. You're supposed to laugh at me. That's I the am point. laughing at you. I was trying to be respectful while <laughs> I laughed at look. you. No, just laugh. It's funny. In a book. Should we keep it? Should we keep, keep that? Keep reading Rainbow. Okay. All right. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> My God, you're hilarious. But I do have to say, it, you know, not to get all like old pants, but it's such a different world. Yeah. I mean, our kids are like turning into vegetables with all the toxic screen culture out there. I mean, why can't right. they just like YouTube. be shows like Reading Rainbow? I know. I mean, what are you going to do? I know. But you know what? I know what you can do. What? You can redirect them from shows with the content you can't control to literature that will enrich them with literati. Ah, uh, uh-huh. literati has won you over too, haven't yes. they, Jamie? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know out there, literati is the subscription book club that makes it easy to find unique and interesting books for your kids. Mm-hmm. So Literati mails five teacher-approved books to your child every month. And listen, Rose loved her first box. We started reading the books right away. And get this, Robin, mm-hmm. she actually read them to me without me forcing her to. That's my a kids, win. My kids were fighting over the books in the box. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think the magic behind this is that each Literati box contains five age-appropriate mm-hmm. books based on a theme, like the spirit of adventure or the animal kingdom. And luckily for me, our first theme was the animal kingdom kingdom and rose is just obsessed with books about animals so it was just a big win for us and you know what i love about literati is that 
each month a new box is coming and mm-hmm. there's no more guessing or searching or, or the big thing is reading the same books over and over. Ugh, Maxine will keep so reading the same books. And so now we've always got something new to read and a personal note comes in the box yeah. and we don't have to like go to the overwhelming library to try to find something. Yeah, yeah. We ended up keeping every book actually. Mm-hmm. We did too. But you don't have to. You can buy the books you want and return the rest and it's easy and free. Yeah, I mean, listen, Jamie, I think we should like, let's get these kids off the technology, off the YouTube, off the Fortnite. And all you got to do is for a limited time, you can go to literatibooks.com and use the promo code OVARIES for 20 bucks off your first box. Amazing. Plus, kids three and up get a special black light pen. Who doesn't oh my want God. That? Who, I want one of those. <laughs> my, my kid three and up. This is their best <laughs> offer available anywhere. So to get it, you have to go to literatibooks.com, promo code OVARIES for $20 off your first box, plus a free black light pen for kids three and up. Yeah. And liter- Jamie and Robin. Yeah. Literatibooks.com, promo code OVARIES, O-V-A-R-I-E-S, in case you don't know how to spell it, because a lot of us don't, actually. I spell it wrong all the time. <laughs> You know, like I think about my parents. My parents were married. They made it, I say 50 years. My mom is upset they didn't make it exactly to 50 years because my dad died right before 50. But they made it. Let's call it 50. They made it to 50 years. They stayed married. We'll round up. But anyway, like there was a moment where I was thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen? So they went through that phase. Mm hmm. And they reconnected and they got even stronger after that. And they started taking up dance. They went swing dancing every night. It was really cute. And they had this whole new. Because they connected again. They reconnected after this incident that they had. Um, It's not my business to tell the incident. (laughs) Now all I want to know is the incident, but that's fine. fine. My mom is like, why are you airing this at all? And she's like, shut up about the incident. But they reconnected and then they were like dancing every night. And, you know, so they had this whole. Um, and it's really sweet, but it is, it's a testament to how you have to find the ways to connect. My dad never danced. He didn't want to dance. It was a whole thing. That's, I he feel like that's dance. a man-woman thing all the time. You never dance with me at weddings. That's me and Anne. Yeah. You got to dance with me. She'll yeah. dance with me now. It's really great. Soon we're going to take some swing dancing lessons. Oh, my no, God. You know what, though? I think that there is something healthy about recognizing that something is breakable, right? Like, let's say you got a glass vase and you don't know it's breakable and you just jam it in your bag and then you get on the subway and you lean on it. It's going to crack. It's going to break. But you didn't know. Like, you, if you know it's breakable, then you're going to take care of it and you're going to wrap it in a bubble wrap. I'm really deep in on this, uh, on this analogy. You're really the analogies a lot I know, today. but, um, but the uh, today base. I'm always, and the but vase. like if you, but you were going to take care of it and you're going to like treasure it in a way so that it doesn't just shatter. And you have to know that something is breakable to take care of it. Sure. And the, so in that respect, me saying before that, you know, like it's not an option for me, it is important to realize that it is breakable. It definitely is. And it's work. It's constant work. It is. And some of it, too, is the work of the kids. You know, not some of it, a lot of it. When you, you know, add kids to the mix, it gets it gets complicated. It just It's just there's less time for you to be and do the things that you could do before. And that includes just connecting. That includes fixing things. That includes, like, it's just everything has to go to a shorthand. Everything has to go to, you got this, I got that. And it just becomes mm-hmm. like, you're like football coaches. Yeah. It's just tag teaming. It's, um, well, they came in, they fixed the the leak in the bathroom today. Yeah. I don't know the verdict of that. I still have to connect yeah. with her on, we need to, we need to reach out to the super to find out if that leak got corrected and mm-hmm. how much we owe the super. And, you know, it's like all, there's like a checklist in my mind of all the things I need to talk to Anne about when I see her. Yes, and, and, and then, during that and time, none there's of it no is connecting. Like, I love and you. then you're like, I'm exhausted. I'm yeah. going to go to bed now. Yeah, I'm tired. I mean, it's like, Do you want to watch This Is Us? I don't know. I don't think I can handle it. I don't want to cry know. right now. I can't tell you the number of times when Mary has said, I I didn't know that you spoke in front of the Belgian, you know, council. I spoke in front of some Belgian council yesterday. And she was just like, what, what, what was that? I didn't know that, Robin. I know, I know. And it was about podcasting, Jamie. You should know that. I should. What do you um, do? You see? See, I got invited. connecting already. But it's like, there's too much. Who has time to fill you? And it's like, you almost have to just allow that. We're not going to know every single thing. But like, I'm going to tell you like the important things. And then I almost like want to suggest like an egg timer. Like, okay, speed update about what's going on with you. Go, 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 go. Like the I business. Like, and then boom, we're only talking personal. Yeah, you only get this amount of time. And then but like, that's yeah, because what- otherwise I fear that the time when the kids aren't there, we're going to just end up talking about business. It's and whether business. your job or my job or, and not talking about 
I don't just what like is the what stuff do you, that matters though. What do you need to? Do? Like, Sometimes it's like making fun of something. Well, that's what, what we end up doing is being like, oh my god, this guy on the train today, <laughs> you know? Or I my. But by the way, that like, just made me laugh immediately. I know. It's already connection. <laughs> See, my day in Starbucks, I could tell yes. you all about my. I had to work in Starbucks all morning, and it was. It's always riddled with all yeah. kinds of drama that yeah. happens in the Starbucks. I and mean, just like what the fuck did we talk about before we had kids? I guess stuff like that, but. The thing is, like, I'll go through my day today thinking, oh, my God, I can't wait to tell Anne about that, those two guys at Starbucks, because it was, like, a funny thing that happened. And then I finally get in, like, kids are put to bed. The dog is walked. I'm finally coming in from walking the dog. I sit down, and in my head I go, I'm not. It's too much. You're too tired. I'm not going into it because it's going to be too much mental work to retell the story and to answer the questions about the story. Like literally. But you're laughing even just referencing the story. Right. Which tells me that's what you need to be doing. But there are many times when I sit down on the couch and I say, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not talking about it. Like I had big news to eat. It's, it's, it's for everyone though. It's, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, Oh no, that's my by mom, the way. You know, like by I call way. my mom on the dog walk and I have really big news to tell her. Some really amazing news. And I didn't tell her because I just couldn't get into it. I'm sorry, yeah. mom. You'll, you'll know tonight. Don't yeah. worry about it. But yeah. like, I just couldn't get into it because she's going to have all these questions. And then I just wanted to go home and I wanted to sit on the couch. We want escapism. Like, I want to go home and I want to I want to lay down. And I'm not necessarily going to bed, but I want to put on an audiobook or yeah. a podcast. And then I want to play like Candy Crush while I'm doing it because I just want everything quiet in yeah. my head. Yeah. But okay. So, so the right. things we need to do. So that's we just unearthed something. Those are the things we need to do. Those little stories from our day we need to tell. Well, not work story. Well, it is work story, no, but, but like. Oh, no, but I want to say let's go bigger than that. Let's turn this right now, Jamie. Turn to, the beat around. Uh, uh. But what I'm going to say is what are, let's, let's talk about five things we could hold ourselves accountable to, whether it be in our relationships that we can do that have worked or that we would like to try to reconnect. <laughs> No, okay. All right, one. Couples. Wait, couples wait. therapy. Oh, couples like, therapy. So that's an option. That's an <laughs> option. I don't it doesn't it doesn't yeah. have to be it doesn't have to be like that we're committing to this right now, but no, like let's just these are like, the things that tools. have worked or that we're, could we're work. We're putting some tools in the tool bag, so to speak. <laughs> Toolbox. Toolbox. It's a box. It's not bad. <laughs> My dad was a contractor. You're like a bad gay right now. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So you could do couples therapy. Uh, another thing could be like the egg timer thing of like, we've got five minutes to discuss whether it be our kids or our days at work. And then after that, we've got to talk for at least 20 minutes about sometimes, just like some here, wait, Before we do that. Sometimes, too structured. I mean, no, sometimes it's fun to talk about your kids. Like for instance. Then it has to be making fun of your kids. Or, well, okay, so like, I love a good story of making no, fun of No, because sometimes you we you can connect by being like, "Oh my god, did you see that video of Rose?" Cuz like like last night Rose did this whole lip sync to her favorite song and it was very dramatic. TikTok. Oh my god, it's amazing. And that was a fun connecting moment because it's hilarious right. and we watched it together. And we laughed. So that's connection. So some talking about kids is connection. So what if it's you are your own judge? You know, like you just said, you know when you're avoiding being real with a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know when you don't want to talk to your mom, you're just like, no, no. I wanna. You know when you're doing escapism. So there's needs to be some commitment to being like, I'm going to be present, God, for even 20 minutes. It's really hard. It's fucking hard. Sometimes it's really hard when you're tired. And parents really know that exhaustion. Well, okay, wait, we, we need to come up with like, Hot. we need to come up with like two more. So heat on. We need to come up with like two more to wrap the episode up. So I need we my up- ember. Oh my God. Oh my God. I I fucking love the Ember. Listen, check out last week's episode for your Ember code, guys. Oh yeah. I love it. Anyway. Ember code. All right. right, Back on. All right. We need like (laughs) another thing that I think we can all do. I I don't know. I think honestly, awareness is a huge tool. I think awareness, just being aware that you're in this position and recommitting, like recommitting to trying to connect and to, to finding like, just looking at your person. I think being present. Yeah. Being present. Don't zone out. Yeah. And sometimes that means like you got to take care of yourself so that you can be a present to your person. Or, like, are you how about meditating? Just, are you working out? Or, or how you... about just a little physical touch? Mm-hmm. How about just like I know how many times is just like, bye, I'm leaving for work, and there's no right, yeah. right. We we try to kiss when we leave, and we try. We there's a couple of reasons why we try to do that, and Anne actually does a way better job of doing it than I do because when I'm up in it and, or I'm pissed off, I don't want to kiss her goodbye. <laughs> But we do it, A, to connect physically, B, to show the kids 
us connecting. Model relationship. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise they're never going to see us. We had a couple's lady who was like, put pictures like on your nightstand, like where you see them of you in happy days. And I, we have one in the kitchen on the counter, one on the door. And so in I happy always, days, <laughs> not now. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but I could see how that came out. But I meant like, you know, <laughs> that's baby, when we were happy. Baby, kids. I love you. Baby, I love you so much. <laughs> no, because it's hard. No, that's but like putting those pictures there to remind you of like, remember that moment? And so we have like three or four pictures around and just looking at them. We have those around the house. It wasn't yeah. conscious, but it does. I do look at those and think fondly of those days. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, you know, it's really when you have kids, it yeah. is also very important to show them physical contact, healthy physical sure, contact. Sure. But what I meant when I said, how about just touching is like for Anne and I, we decompress by watching a program together and we watch it together. We do it together. However, we might be on opposite sides of the couch and, yes. and talk or, yeah. during commercials, which you don't always get commercials anymore because we're, we're streaming well, like, everything. How much difference if but, you just like laid and put your head on her lap or, or something? put my foot on. I was thinking putting my foot on her thigh. <laughs> <laughs> something. When we drive, I like to tuck my hand under Mary's leg in the That's passenger cute. seat. It just makes me feel safe. That's nice. But I don't do it enough. Anne does a better job than I do at just reaching out and touching. Yeah. Um, and Anne makes a good point of actually all... All, she does this a lot too. She'll just say, "Hey, hey, Rose, I love you." Yeah. Hey, Mama, I, I love you. I have any I love issues you with too. the kids? I do that twenty four seven. Like, but to, yeah. to, to extend it to the entire family, yeah. like just a reminder. I love you. You're really awesome. Yeah. But I think also just the physical contact because for me personally, I realize I can go a couple of days without really even connecting because we're so busy. Right. We're doing our things. So a little touch. All right. Here's what I say. I say, let's have this episode be. Should we touch right no, now? No, Jamie. <laughs> we should definitely not touch. So fucking weird. <laughs> by the way, so by, the way good. by the way, we're we're totally doing the thing that reconnects people, laughing. Yeah. Talking also laughing. And connecting. And what you know, Jamie and I have not done this in a while. <laughs> An episode this is <laughs> Stop it. Don't touch me. Reaching out. <laughs> I don't want to touch you. It's okay. No, but we have like spent this entire episode like looking at each other and we usually are looking at our guests. And I think that has is like, like these are all things that are important is like, like look at the person, talk to the person, be with the person. And you're dead right about like, whether it's us or me and Mary, like about like, I come in and I am on my checklist. Mm -hmm. The difference between when we started this episode and where we are now is night and day. True. And I think that's what we got to take home. Relaxed. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to let's final thoughts, right? <laughs> my final thought is awareness and then commitment and action. So like aware that there's an issue. You can't fucking lie to yourself. Right. Like we're not like we're missing each other right now. And like saying that out loud to yourself, to your partner, then a commitment to like, I want to come back and then some action items. I think that it's like every day, every moment, every second is a new opportunity to recommit, to reconnect if you choose. So I just had this mental image when you were saying that of like, for me, really physical contact is really like the icebreaker for me. And I, so am, I had this like this image in my head of basically a huge glacier growing between Anne and I mm. and the physical contact for me melts is it. the thing that melts that glacier and it gives me connection that's such a talk about imagery that's great right so and and the and the less I connect with her physically or laugh yeah. laughter mm -hmm. so I think that to melt the glacier between the two of you when you have two kids yes talking Yes, talking to someone else, a mediator, to help you through the tough times. But also, just in the day-to-day, -day, like you said, be present yep. with each other. Make a commitment to be being, to being present with each other for at least even, like, a, a, can I, like, five minutes? Yeah. Five minutes. Like, like commit to five minutes of five presence minutes with each other. Five minutes makes a huge difference. Like, five or, how about, what if I were to say, like, three touches throughout the entire time? I'm so immature. <laughs> But like, um, like a kiss goodbye in the morning, yeah. a kiss hello when she comes home. Yeah, a hug uh, here and there, a hug here and there, or yeah. a, just a squeeze. <laughs> Don't squeeze me. <laughs> a squeeze. <laughs> but you know, to commit to just what if that is all it takes to melt that glacier between you? Yeah, 
Melt the iceberg. Bing. Let it go. D- oh, Jamie. <laughs> I know. I just put that in everyone's right. head and they all hate me now. Jamie, how do you feel? I feel I, I feel, feel really good. relaxed. I do too. I feel a hundred times better than we started this episode. I feel motivated to go um I'm gonna go home and do touch better. my <laughs> All right. Well, listen, guys, thanks for coming on the journey with us. That was that was actually really fun. Um, actually listen to the whole. Well, hopefully you're motivated to go connect with your spouse. Or just maybe you feel like you're not alone. It's hard. It's really and hard. It, like it's 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 anything after six months is hard. Period. Just, End of conversation. I was just thinking about that on my walk to Starbucks this morning. That time with the baby is so precious and sweet and then they start walking and it's not anymore i mean it has its moments but it's just different it's different all right well let's let's transition um before we go we really want to acknowledge something that the 20th of november which is in a couple days orion's birthday oh happy birthday orion it's that and it's also it's transgender day of remembrance and we just, for those of you who aren't aware, what that is, is it's an annual observance uh, that honors the memory of transgender people whose lives were lost in acts of anti-transgender violence that year. Especially important right now. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, rising. They, yeah. Acts of violence. Yeah. And so we thought it would be really nice to maybe like take a moment of silence to honor the folks who are victims of violence this year. So we're just going to take a couple seconds of silence and just everybody, you know, can think about folks that they may know or who are, who are victims. Okay. Thanks for <sighs> thanks for going with that with us. Yes. So we're wrapping up and we just want to say like like this was a lot and this was a really, really personal episode for us. So um yeah, it was we're not leaving you guys though. I know. So. No, no, no. We're fine. We thought it was very important to I just feel like we just talk to our this. children. We were, sometimes parents have problems. <laughs> yeah, um, no. Um so we thought it was important to share this and just be yeah. raw and real with you guys. And if you have stories or you want to talk or about tools. it, yes. Oh my god, get on our social media and talk about it with us. Like let's let's start a conversation. conversation. Especially on Facebook where we have that community where like listeners are there and talking and it seems to be a vibrant community. So on Facebook or on on Twitter, ovaries, which is we're at ovaries talk and on Insta, we're ovaries underscore talk on Insta. So thank you to our listeners first and foremost. And thanks to our sponsors, Quip, Zola and Literati Books. We couldn't do it without you guys. Thanks. And uh, thanks for listening to our dumb yeah. ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> we're Eggs. so silly. <laughs> ovaries. Out. Ovaries could talk, they would say. Eggs, ovaries, out.